Psalms chapter 8 and verse number 5. That is our opening scripture for today. Thank you, sir. You guys may be seated. Just be ready and attentive. Yet what honor you have given to men, created only a little lower than Elohim or God, crowned like kings and queens with glory and honor. You all may be seated, all our leadership and team. And I welcome those that are watching and live through our podcasts. We welcome you to our Supernatural Culture channel. We're talking today on the honor code. Everybody say with me, honor code. We're on a series called The Keys. And last week we taught a powerful key. And this week we're teaching on the key of honor. And why do we call it, uh, why are we using honor as a key? Or why do we call it the honor code? Because biblically, honor is one of the codes that gives us access to God. And it's a powerful secret weapon in scripture. And this verse here in particular, Psalm chapter 8 verse 5 says that God created us with honor. Now, that's a very powerful statement because God himself chose to bestow, to give. He created us and he put in us his very nature. Write this down. God is a God of honor. It's in his nature. It's in his essence. So it only makes sense that he put himself in you. Therefore, you carry the nature of honor. Can you say amen? So if God is honor, that's who he is. And if you carry him, if he lives in you, that means your very essence is honor. Now, go to 1 Samuel 2.30. In 1 Samuel 2.30, we see one of the scriptures speak about the honor code. It says, therefore, the Lord, the God of Israel, says, I did promise their, your house and your father that you would go in before me forever. But now the Lord says, far be it from me. For those who honor me, I will honor them. And those who despise me, I will not take esteem. So the scripture here says, God says in 1 Samuel 2, 30, he says, those who honor me, I honor them. So that goes to show you right there that honor has a code, has a password. Imagine you uh, needed to get to this, uh, your bank account in the bank and only you have the password, the code to access the finances you've been accumulating for 50 years. Where, well, there is a reward system in heaven. And to access that reward system, there is a code. And it's called honor. Can you say amen? God says, you honor me, I'm going to honor you. What does that mean? I'm going to activate what is yours because you've tapped in to the honor system of heaven. Now write down what is honor. It's important to learn honor so that we can apply it in our lives. If, if we know that honor moves God, if we know that honor activates his heavenly bank or, or reward system, so to speak. And I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about everything we can possibly need in life. What is honor? Number one, write it down. Honor is the word value or to esteem or respect. Honor means to value 
esteem or respect. So whenever we're talking about honoring God or people, we're talking about valuing them. We're talking about esteeming and respecting others. It means also to love or to elevate. When I talk about honoring someone, I'm talking about elevating them. When we worship God, we're elevating his name on the earth. Number four, it means to put someone else first. So when I honor, if I honor my wife, I'm saying I'm going to put your need first than mine. I said this morning, my wife, you know, was having a, a morning taking care of the kids. And, you know, I'm in prayer. I'm studying. And she's getting the kiddos dressed. And it's not easy getting three kids dressed in the morning and doing all those details. And I said, you know what, before I come to church, I'm going to activate the honor code. I'm going to Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to honor the wifey for her hard work of labor. So her honor to God, her honor to me brought a reward that she loves, Starbucks. <laughs> and so I honored her. I put her first. Number five, write this down. Honor also means sacrifice. And I love this because sacrifice, write this down. Sacrifice is a seed of honor. That's a great statement. Write it down. Sacrifice is a seed of honor. Watch, look at Genesis chapter 4, verse 1. It says, Now Adam knew Eve, his wife, and they conceived and bore Cain. And he said, The Lord is my help. And again, he said, He bore Abel. Now Abel was the keeper of the sheep, and Cain a worker of the ground. In the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering from the fruit of the ground. But Abel brought the firstborn of the flock, the fat portions. And the Lord had regard or respect for Abel's offering, but Cain's he did not respect, and Cain was angry. What was the difference between Abel's offering and Cain's offering? Who can tell me? What was, huh? It was the firstborn. It was sacrifice. So we see here Cain brought fruit. He pulled out some berries from the earth. He brought it to the Lord. But the Bible says that Abel brought, number one, his firstborn cattle. Everybody say first. You know what that means? He honored God with the best he had. Are you hearing me? Say with me, honor is to give my best. That's why do you think when I made a decision, listen to me very carefully. When I made a decision to follow Christ, I told God I'm going to give you my best. Everything that I've got, everything that I am, I'm all in. That's a preaching all by itself. Everybody say I'm all in. See, to honor God means I'm all in. See, when you play on a football team or a basketball team, if you are just thinking about yourself, you ain't all in. And teams don't make it far when you have selfish players. It's not I in team, it's we in team. And when there's a we concept, we're saying I'm honoring the team above my own name. You know, God honored his word even above his own name, the Bible says. He's the first, God honored himself through the principle of honor. He said, I'm going to honor my word even over my, my very own name. So everybody knows when I speak, I honor what I say. That is why whenever you give someone your word, keep your word because your word is bigger than your name. Your word is bigger than your reputation, than your credibility, than your testimony. Your word is your bond. Are you, can you say Amen. We live in a generation where young people do not honor their word. They say they'll be there, they don't show up. They say, I'm going to do this, and they don't do it. That's not honor. Honor is to give your very best. And if you come up short, I'm sorry, 
I had a trouble, I couldn't make it. You're integral with your word. You apologize because your word is everything. Can you say amen? amen? Write this down. I love, love, love this definition of honor. Write this down. Honor, this is probably one of the greatest definitions I've heard, and it goes to my man from Emory over here. The greatest definition of honor is to celebrate the strengths of others instead of focusing on their weaknesses. Let me say that again. Whew. I love that one. Honor is to celebrate the greatness of others instead of focusing on their weaknesses. If marriages applied this principle, there would be no divorce. Why? Because we focus so much on the things that bother us about our couple instead of celebrating all the good things that they have been doing for us for so many years. All right, not too many amens right now about that one. See, it's tough to be happy when you notice all the things that you don't like. I don't like that he doesn't do this and she doesn't do that. And maybe you're right. You probably are 100% right that they're wrong. But by you focusing on their wrong, you're destroying everything that God wants to do in your life because there's nobody perfect. Look, I, I, I want you to find the most perfect church on earth and invite me because when I go in there, it's no longer a perfect church. I mess it up because I'm an imperfect human being. Newsflash, ain't nobody perfect. There's no perfect coach. There's no perfect parent. There's no perfect teacher. There is no perfect marriage. They can he, he, ah, ha, ha, look all cute and smile like everything. They got this Barbie doll marriage, but it's a lie. Everybody goes through challenges. And if you're going to quit just every time there's a challenge, you are walking away from the honor code. You know, every time someone does you wrong, if you're just going to bounce on that relationship, you're not honoring the honor code. Honor is so powerful. God says, I'm going to love you. I'm going to believe in you no matter how many times you fail me. He chooses not to look at your failures. He chooses to see Deep down inside what nobody sees. David, you're a man after my heart. What? This man is an adulterer. This man slept with another man's wife. And then he lied to him and he sent him to the battle to be murdered to cover up the pregnancy of his wife. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the king telling this man, go to the front of the battle, so the captain, send him to the front of the battle so he can die, so I can cover up my egoistic, selfish sin with his wife. Can you imagine? He was a murderer, he was an adulterer, he was a liar, and he dishonored his people. And how the heck did God say, this man is a man after my heart? He saw something that man didn't see. See, God sees what man doesn't see. The Bible says that when, when God was going to anoint David as king, the, all his brothers were there. He says, none of these are the future king. You got to have another son. So yeah, we got one little, you know, little weakling over there in the back taking care of the sheep. He says, call him. Because man sees on the outside, but God sees the heart. You see, God sees in us what others don't see in you. Thank God that God sees something good in you and in me, that he believes in us, that he loves us, that he chose us, that he calls us. Lift up your right hand and say, I choose to see others the way God 
sees me. Isn't that a beautiful thing? If everybody on earth would see others the way God sees us. He loves us. He values us. He sees the good. Of course he hates sin. Of course he rebukes sin. But he loves us. He wants us back. Now, write this down. Number one, God first honored himself. Then he honored creation. And then he honored his children. He honored himself by putting his name, his word above his name. He honored creation by putting glory in all of creation. And then he honored us by putting his essence of who he is. Go to Matthew chapter 10. In Matthew chapter 10, we see three dimensions of honor. And this is very important what I'm going to teach you now. Because usually we'll honor the people that are more, the most important in our lives. But here the Bible says we are to honor in three dimensions. Matthew chapter 10 verse 41. And he who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he that receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. And whoever shall give a drink to one of these little ones or a cup of cold water only in the name of a disciple, verily I say to you, he shall in no wise lose his reward. Three dimensions of honor. Pastor, I, I, I honor God. Yeah, but how do you treat your parents? I honor, I honor my parents, but how do you treat your coworkers? You, how do you treat those that are under you? People that are younger than you. People maybe that are in church that are not your immediate leaders. People in your family maybe that have done you wrong. Jesus said there are three dimensions of honor. Number one, write it down. He says, if you honor a prophet, what is a prophet? It's an authority. It's a spiritual leader. It's someone who is above you, whether it's a parent, a boss, a pastor, a mentor, uh, an authority. He says, I want you to understand that you are to honor not just those that are under you. You are to honor those that are above you. If you honor a prophet, you will receive a prophet's reward. Let me tell you something. There is so much, I wish if you just received the revelation of honor. When you see my apostle bishop come in here, I'm the pastor of the church, but I'm attending, I'm attentive to his stuff and I'm attending, you know, what does he need? I'm here to serve him because I understand the power of honor. I understand that what I honor, I have access to. Are you hearing me? If I want what's in someone's life, I have to be intentional, intentional about honoring them. And see, oftentimes we'll honor a great man of God. But that person in the church that nobody talks to, God wants you to honor not just above but under you. He says, if you find a little one, a child, a disciple, honor them as well. You see, how many times do we come to church with smiles? But at home, you were just huffing and puffing and having arguments. Or you're on the car, ticked off and talking and you're telling each other. Or you go home throughout the week and you huffing and cursing. And then the church is just so cute and nice and you're just honoring everybody. And everybody's just so lovable. And so, I mean, not this church. Maybe another church down the street, uh, central Atlanta. But not here in supernatural culture. And see, God is saying... I don't want you to just honor in public. I want you to honor in private. You see, I don't just want you to honor when everybody's looking, but when nobody's looking. Here's another key about honor. How do you treat yourself? 
when nobody's looking. You see, if God put all your thoughts on this screen right now, would it be pleasant to watch? If God put all the images going in your head throughout your day, would it be honorable? That, see, that's how you choose what thoughts you should allow in your mind. Why? Because I don't want a single thought in my mind that's going to dishonor God. If you want to learn to hear the voice of God, it's pretty simple. Keep your mind full of his word and his word will activate his voice. But if you allow thoughts against his word, you will cloud your perception and it will be hard to hear God. Prophets are people who learn to fill their minds with his voice. When you are accumulated with man's voice and man's opinion, you cloud your, your perception. That's why you have to be even careful what you're listening to nowadays in the news by man's opinion. Don't cloud your prophetic perception of heaven. We are not ambassadors of this earth. We're ambassadors of another realm. We're, we're citizens of a heavenly realm. We think with honor. And I think that we can revolutionize this nation just with the spirit of honor. Honor can begin to break just divisions and walls and, and things that are being done in our nation. Why? We choose the spirit of honor. Can you say amen? No, pastor, but you don't know what they said and you don't know what they did. Listen, we're not choosing sides. We're choosing heaven. We need, our job is not to choose sides. Our job is to choose heaven and bring it to earth. And heaven is not bringing cultural division. Heaven is about bringing healing and restoration and unity and honor. And honor is not focusing on the bad of others. Let me tell you something. There is no perfect government. There has not been a single perfect president of the United States. There has not been a single perfect administration. Don't fall for the poison of our society. I'm not here to cover up that everything in the administration has been great. It has not. But it is, it's a lie to say that everything has been wrong. That is false. Don't fall for that pretense. Look at the good and honor the good. And what is bad, let's pray because it's not right. I honor my president. I honor my nation. I honor my country. But when you have a woman who's been struggling with cancer and you're deporting her, I'm, I just do not find anything right about that. We have a member of our church where her mom is being deported. I don't agree with that. However, I still need to honor him. Do you understand what I'm saying? I still need to honor those that are in authority. Not because they're right, but because God commands me to honor. That's a hard pill to swallow. But it's the Bible. Who's, whose opinion are we going to choose? Man's opinion or God? God said... Pray for those who are in authority. My job is like, no, because then I'm dividing. My job is to say, I don't agree with it, but I'm going to pray. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I, I, I don't agree with divisive words, but I'm going to pray for it. I'm going to pray for my nation. See, if we begin to sow seeds of honor, we're going to break the division in our society. Can, can I hear an amen from my people? Pastor, and what is your stance? My stance is for kingdom. My stance is for honor. I, see, and let me tell you another thing. Do, this is where we got to be careful as Christians. Do not fall into the personality issues. One of the biggest problems is you have a division even amongst Christians. 
You have Christians who like the president, and you have Christians that don't. And the truth is, is that I'm not going to fall into a personality battle. I'm going to stick to the word. I'm going to stick to the Bible. The Bible says that God takes and puts kings. Understand that. Our job is to pray. And by the way, let me tell you something. There are things that I don't agree with, but I will say this. God is putting men around him. And if, let me give you an example. Kanye West. Just a few years ago, Kanye West was a mess. And right now, who the heck is going to question the man is activating a revival? <laughs> My job is not, and, and you got religious Christians. Oh, look at him. He's a sinner. And this and that. And da, da, da. And how are these Christians now accepted? Shut up. You should be honoring the good and celebrating the good instead of criticizing and judging it. And I'm not going to allow that music in my church. You religious nut. What the heck is wrong with you? That's what we're praying for. We're praying for people to be saved. We're praying for people to be transformed. Who cares if he hasn't gone through your theology school? Pray for him. We love him. Celebrate the good. He's on fire. He wants God. That's what gets me upset. Say with me, spirit of honor. Pastor, would you bring, I will bring them in a heartbeat to our church. Oh, Pastor, yeah. I'll bring, Pastor, what if he slips up later? I will bring him in a heartbeat. Because my job is not to criticize him. It's to love him. My wife and I were watching an interview the other day. Even his wife is talking about heaven. Even his wife is mentioning that she believes in heaven. My goodness, where's the church to love our city, to love our community? Can you say amen? Who should we be honoring? Number one, God, above all. Malachi 1.6 says, a son honors his father and a servant his master. If I then be your father, where is my honor? The first person we should be honoring, listen to me, is not what your enemies say about you. It's not about what he said, she said. Whose voice matters most in your life? God above everything else. When you have apostles that were willing to die to honor God, they say, you can chop off my head, but I'm not going to dishonor my creator. I'd rather die than dishonor God. Number two, you honor your natural fathers. It says, a son honors his father. Why do you honor a natural father? Pastor, here's a gr another great example. How many of you, your natural fathers did you wrong? Raise your hands. They, they divorced, they were cheated on, they, they abused, they hurt you. Lift up your hands, all right? But guess what? No matter what they did, he's still your father. You know why? The word father means a source. So what you honor, you either activate the source of life or you deactivate the source of life. Why do you think God told his people, if you honor your father and mother, you will have long, come on, long? Why? What? See, a father is a life source. You cut, you, when you dishonor a father, naturally or spiritually, you're cutting a life source. No, but I don't like what she's saying. And she don't let me do anything. And he don't let me do anything. And he's, uh, and he's so boring. And I can't go with my friends. And why can't I have a phone? And da, da 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 And you are cursing your lifeline. 
My father never did anything for me. Stop talking about what he didn't do and talk about what he has done. My father sometimes, you know, he had a rough upgrowing. My wife, my mom and I and him, they both had a rough patch and they divorced. And there were things that because of decisions you made that really hurt me and broke me. And I ended up, you know, drugs, gangs, doing crazy, stupid things. But you want to know what? We have the best relationship nowadays. I focus on what a great father he's become. I focus on what a great dad. He married again. He has two kids and he's been faithful to his wife. He broke the curse of his youth. I honor that, not dishonor what he did in his youth. Can you say amen? Honor your spiritual leaders. 1 Timothy 5.17 says, the elders who lead are worthy of double honor. That's a powerful statement. He says your leaders, spiritually, mentors, spiritual fathers, they're worthy of double honor. Your parents are worthy of double honor when their when they're birthdays. And let me tell you something. We just lost one of our spiritual mothers on Friday night and Saturday at 3.30 in the morning. And our hearts are heavy. And uh, Prophet Kathy Lechner has gone home to be with Jesus. And my heart is uh, heavy. My wife and I's heart is heavy. Yesterday was a tough day for us. But deep inside... I know she's happy, she's in a better place, she's with Jesus. But I'm going to tell you something, I honor her life. I would not be here. My wife and I would not be here without a woman like her. She prophesied our marriage, our three children, moving to Georgia. We launched Supernatural Culture. Every big impactful moment of my life, she released the word. She deserved the honor. She's a legend. She's a general. And that's not just with me. Millions around the world. She has blessed so many that deserves honor. Honor old people. amazing. Honor the elderly. Write this down. Leviticus 19.32. One day, I remember I was walking through an elevator and there was a man with white hair. And as I went in, he was telling me to pass. And I said, no, sir, pass. He said, no, you go ahead. I said, no, sir. I reverence and I honor white hair. That sounds funny. But look what the Bible says. You shall rise up before the hoary head and honor the face of the old and fear God, for I am the Lord your God. And I told the man, please, sir, you go first. There's no way I can dishonor a man with white hair before my presence. And you know what he said? I wish there were more young men like you who knew how to honor those that have passed. You want to know why? Because white hair represents Battles, tests, things that they've had to overcome. Honor your father and mother. Honor those that are in authority. Can you say amen? Number five, honor the anointing and the gifts of people around you. Are you ready to play, son? Honor the anointing and the gifts of the people around us. 
In 1 Corinthians 12, it says, the body parts we think are less honorable, we treat with greater respect. And the body parts that need to be covered in public, we treat with clothing. But some of our body parts don't require so much attention. It said, God has mingled the body parts together, giving greater honor to the lesser. He has done this intentionally so that every member would look after the others with mutual concern. In that way, whatever happens to one member happens to all. If one suffers, everyone suffers. And if one honored, everyone rejoices. God is saying, I want you to honor the gifts. Come on, son. Come on. I want you to honor the gifts in the body of Christ. What you do to the hand, you're also doing to the feet. You're also doing to the head. We have to honor one another. Can you say amen? Number seven, honor God with your finances. Proverbs 3, 9 says, honor the Lord with all your substance, all your finances. Number eight, go to Acts chapter 23. Look at this powerful statement from Paul. Paul was being accused. He was before some of the high priests. And Paul fixed his eyes on Acts chapter 23, verse 1. He fixed his eyes on the members of the council. He said, my brothers, to this day... I have lived my life before God with a perfect conscience. And at the moment, Ananias, the high priest, ordered that those that were standing near Paul strike him in the mouth. And Paul re responded, God is going to strike you, you corrupt, you pretender, you corrupt pretender. For you sit here judging according to the law, yet you broke the law when you struck me in the mouth. And then those that were standing near to Paul said to him, do you dare insult the high priest of God? Look at the response of Paul in verse 5. Paul answered and said, I had no idea that the, this was the high priest. For the scripture says, listen to Paul, do not curse the ruler of the people. Wow. Here is Paul. He has all the rights. He is coming against tradition and religion in his generation. And here are the religious leaders smacking him in the mouth. Telling them you need to shut up and stop honoring the high priest. And Paul, in the midst of the persecution, he was defending God. He was defending Jesus Christ. And yet the spirit of honor came out of him. And he said, I'm sorry for dishonoring the high priest. I did not know that he was the high priest. Because the Bible says you will not dishonor the rulers of the land. Imagine Paul defending the gospel, and yet he said, I will not disrespect my authorities. That is the spirit of honor. That is the honor that we need to bring back into this generation. That is the honor that we need to say, I don't agree. I don't like it. You are, you are back. You are trying to shut my mouth up, but I choose the spirit of honor. I will fight for the truth, but I will not fight. I will not disrespect the authorities God has put on the land, in my home, my husband, my family, my pastor. I don't agree with what you're saying, but I respect. Respect the authority. Can you say amen? He said, do not curse the ruler of the land. Let me give you another example. How many have heard the story of David and Saul? When Saul was going after to kill him. How many remember that story? Here is David. David was serving King Saul. He went and he killed thousands for Saul and when he comes back from the battle the women start singing 
Saul killed his thousands and David killed his ten thousands and Saul became jealous of David. Can you imagine a man that put his life on the line to die for Saul and his kingdom? And now here is Saul getting jealous. He got so mad at David. He hated on him so much. Anybody had any player haters ever? Isn't it horrible, horrible when you love somebody and you serve them and you give them your best and they still are jealous of you and are hating on you and conniving on you? You serve them, you were there for them, and now they're attacking your character and attacking your credibility and your testimony. Imagine here is David's spiritual leader. And now the one that he was serving is going after him to kill him. And David is fleeing for his life. He's running with his men. And David is running because his spiritual father, his king of the land, his authority is looking to kill him. What would you do if your leader was looking to assassinate you? And one day the Bible says David and his men were in a cave. And Saul, I'm not done, I'm not done, sorry. And Saul was with his men. And they were, in a, they, were, they were down. And David's men said, look, look, God has given you your enemy. You know what David did? He went down, he, while Saul and his men were sleeping, he cut a piece off of the garment. And he brought it to the top of the mountain and he said, Saul, the Lord has given you me today. However, I chose not to dishonor the anointed one. Why did God call David a man after his heart? It was because of examples like that. He had the right to kill Saul. He had the right to defend himself. He had the right to cut his head off. Yet he said, I will not dishonor God's authority. I will not dishonor because I am a man of honor. And if I live by honor, God will defend me. God will fight for me. God will protect me. God will open doors for me. God will give me favor. God will anoint me me. God will defend me. Are you hearing me? What I'm saying. Everybody shout, spirit of honor. Who may there be a revolution in America and around the world where the spirit of honor destroys racism, destroys division, destroys discrimination, destroys kicking out immigrants that love God, that are citizens, that are honoring, that are paying taxes. May there be a revolution in this nation where the honor of the Holy Spirit is restored for blacks and whites and Hispanics and Asians and all colors and all ages and all backgrounds. Somebody shout yes. Somebody say honor. Woo, say woo. My God, that we would honor, that we 
will honor the widow and honor the orphans and honor the elderly and honor the stranger and honor the weak and honor our leaders and honor pastor but they don't deserve it Saul did not deserve it are you hearing what I'm saying the high priest did not deserve to be honored by Paul but you don't honor because they're doing something right you honor because it's the right thing before the eyes of God someone say yes see I want to train my church I want to train you how to think I want to train you what should be your mindset are you hearing me are you are you guys hearing what I'm saying I want to change my church to live by the Bible when you hear some kind of talk you be like, no 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 don't, don't come with me with that don't come with me with that. listen listen this is wrong but this over here is also wrong I'm sticking with the Bible all right yes we're gonna fight for justice but we're going to do it with the spirit of honor. You understand what I'm saying? Let me give you an example. If I were to meet with President Trump, I would say, sir, Mr. President, I honor you. I pray for you and our nation. And there's a lot of great things that I'm for. But you want to know something? There's certain things that I think could be said in a wiser way. Number two, Mr. President, I honor and I pray for you. But do you realize how many thousands of families are here that love God, that are serving our city, our community, pay taxes, they're serving in church, they've been here for years, sir. Can we find a way for them to stay with their family and their children and their kids? Yes, build the border, block away from any, any criminal wanting to destroy. But guess what? Open a way for people that are going to add value to our nation. It's common sense to me are you hearing me what am I doing I'm grabbing the good doesn't matter see I told one of my daughters once I said you don't go for an elephant or a donkey you go for the lamb did you grab that who's the elephant huh the Republicans who's the donkeys Democrats I'm not an elephant or a donkey I'm a lamb Come on, I'm a lamb. What does that mean? I'm for the lamb of God. I'm not for right or left. I'm for heaven. I'm not. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's not a white or black. It's a Jesus Christ. It's red. It's red. It's red. It's red. It's red. It's blood. It's blood. It's honor. It's creation. Why do you think that we are a multicultural church? Because we only see red. We see blood. We see through ourselves, through the blood, through the light, through the love of Jesus Christ. Are you hearing me? God is so beautiful. He created multi-culture and multi-languages and multi-colors and multi-ethnic groups. God is too big to be put into one ethnic group. Are you hearing me? Why do you think I hate of passion racism. I hate it because it's so anti-Christ. It is so anti-God. It is so anti-biblical. It is so anti-creation. What is a man that looks down upon a race? It's a spirit of dishonor. It's that demon from Lucifer that wants to say, I have blue eyes and you don't. I have blonde hair and you don't. I have white skin and you don't. That's a demon from hell. Who the hell made you God? Who the hell made you the king of the earth? 
Who the hell made you to think that you have a greater? No. Blue is beautiful. Brown is beautiful. Green is beautiful. Every color God has designed, that's the spirit of honor. Because when I honor you, I honor him. Are you hearing me? Spirit of honor. Write this down. Can I go some more? What does honor activate? I like this. I like this. I like this. Write this down. Because if you walk in the spirit of honor, if you honor God above all else, if you esteem others better than yourself, if you look for the good in others, what is it going to activate in your life? Number one, when you honor God, you will lack nothing in your life. Where does it say that? Psalms 23, it says, the Lord, I'm I'm reading from the uh, the Passion Translation. The Lord is my best friend and my pastor. I will always have more than enough. I love that. When you honor God as your best friend, when you put him first, you will never lack. Never lack. Pastor, but, but, but I still don't have the millions that I dreamed of having. Listen to me. God is promising you're never going to lack. You're never not going to lack life. You're never going to lack clothes. You're never going to lack nothing. Number two, write this down. I like this. Honor determines the release of favor. Honor determines the release of favor. Let me tell you something. When there's certain people that I feel have a spirit of honor, it draws something out of me. I want to be more with them. I feel this love towards them. And certain people be getting mad. They're like, oh, pastor has favorites. I don't have favorites. It's just people that honor. And the honor pulls it out. And that's why God told Cain, you can have the same blessing. Just do the same thing Abel did. Bring me a seed of honor in your job. You see certain people that you feel like they're picked better than you. Sometimes it's politics, yes. But sometimes that person is working that honor code. They're working that honor code. They're doing things that others are not willing to do. They arrive on time. They go the extra mile. They take loads off of their boss. They bear fruit. And the boss says, wow, I put him to do one, he does two. I give him a task, and it's done before I know it. I ask him to multiply, and he multiplies it three times. I have favor before you. Can you say amen? Honor Write this down. Before God releases, oh, I like this. Write this down. Before God releases money, he first will test you with your relationships. Write that down. Before God releases money, he will trust you with divine connections first. And if you honor the divine connections, then favor is released. So, for example, you know how God works? God doesn't just fly money from heaven. He does that. We've had people that money appears in their pockets. I I, I was in in California one day and praying. God told me I'm going to create money in people's purses. And a woman opened her purse and $1,000 was created in her purse. I've seen creative miracles. I remember there was a season in my life where every time in Miami, we had someone that helped helped us, you know, wash our clothes and clean our home. And every time she would wash my clothes, $100 bills would appear. That's my wife. She, said, she was a Spanish Cuban. Mijito, ¿qué tiene usted que se me está creciendo dinero? 
She would say, what the heck do you guys have? The money is over. I said, I don't know. It's just money keeps appearing. I wasn't looking for it. I wasn't asking for it. But the spirit of honor is attracted. You hear me? See, that's why you don't need to follow after money. When you honor God, finances are attracted to honor. Finances are looking for a man or a woman that knows how to honor. Honor God. Honor your authority. Honor your mother. Honor your father. Pastor, but they don't deserve it. See, favor is attracted to honor. Pastor, but I don't like sucking anybody's socks. What does that mean? I don't like, I don't like trying to like, oh, 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 pastor, oh, oh. See, I love you, but I first love him, and I want to honor him by honoring you. And because he loves you, I love you, and I want to take care of you. That is honor. I'm not trying to impress you. I'm trying to honor God through you. And when I honor God through you, I'm activating what you carry. I'm activating what you release. God can activate in my life what I'm missing when I choose the spirit Pastor, but I don't have a thousand dollars to give at that person. Pastor, I don't have the time to come to morning prayer. Pastor, listen to me. It's not about amounts. It's not about being better than somebody. It's about giving your best. Do you understand that? It's giving your, what is your best? Your best is I can come on Mondays. Do when you come on Mondays, oh, give it your all. Give, go, go all, go all in. You're going to serve God once a month, serve all in going to honor somebody financially, give the best that you got. When you're going to speak up, when somebody comes to talk bad about you, about somebody else, tell them, listen to me, I don't got time for gossip. I don't got time to criticize. I only got time to bless. I only got time to honor. I only got time to love. I don't got time to put a curse on my life. I got too many dreams. I got too many visions. I got too many goals to put a curse on my life. You, you, you go talk your own business. But this mouth is going to bless. Number three, honor gives you access to the reward system of the kingdom. When you honor, you gain access. See, the kingdom of God is a kingdom of rewards. Listen to me. The Bible says that when we go to heaven, we will be judged by what we didn't do but we will be rewarded for what we did do. Are you hearing me? See, unbelievers will be judged into eternity in hell. Believers will go before the judges meet of Christ. And this is what's going to happen. Everything that we disobeyed but repented for, it's going to burn up on the fire. Everything that we did with wrong motives, it's going to burn up on the fire. We won't be burned in the fire. Our deeds will be burned. But then God is going to reward. Every time you came on a Sunday, on a 39-degree weather, cold and was punctual and serving in the parking lot, God says, I'm going to reward you. Every time you come and you serve in a morning prayer, when you're dead tired, God says, I'm going to reward you. Every time you come to a practice, even though you're tired from work and you're faithful singing on a Thursday night, God says, I'm going to reward you. Every time you serve, even when you're sick and you don't feel like serving, God says, I'm going to reward you. Because that is the honor code of God. God honors those that honor him. Number five honor releases 
four, honor is paid highly in the kingdom. And number five, honor releases life. So in conclusion, number one, what is the conclusion of the teaching? Number one, the honor code means that we have access to God. Number two, the honor code is celebrating the strengths of others rather than the weaknesses of others. Number three, honor is upward, sideways, and downward. Number four, honor gives us access to great men on the earth and women. And number five, honor gives us access to the reward system. What do my wife and I carry before God? Number one, over 20 years of accumulation of prayer and fasting from 4 in a.m. in the morning, 12, and we carry the spirit of prayer. You can have access to that. Thank you for the amens. Number two, we have seen millions of souls won in the world. You can have access to that. We carry a spirit of breakthrough. Let me tell you something. When we would travel around 30 nations around the world, listen to this. Out of 100 trips, 98 would rain. Ask my wife, almost everywhere we went, when, when we would go, the heavens would start pouring rain. Texas, five years in drought, it flooded. El Paso, Texas, Puerto Rico, Mexico, places that were dry and nothing was happening. We were one day going to Colorado. It wasn't even supposed to rain. When we showed up, all of a sudden, it's pouring snow. Like, at the beginning, I was like, oh, this is, just, this is cute. But when it starts happening everywhere you go, the Lord told me the rain is a sign of breakthrough. Your ministry is a ministry of breakthrough. And when you honor a prophet or prophets, that anointing for breakthrough, all of a sudden when you're under the right covering, you show up to a place for a car and you were supposed to pay $1,500 and you leave paying nothing. Why? Because when you honor, there is a system. There is a reward system. God is saying to you, choose to honor others and you will honor life. Come on, stand to your feet and give God a praise. Give God a shout. I choose the spirit of honor.